Coming up today on Locked On Texas Tech, last chance to dance on the road for Joey McGuire and the Red Raiders. Can they get one win? We're going for one away from Jones Stadium. We get to that and more next on Locked On Texas Tech. You are Locked On Texas Tech, your daily podcast on the Texas Tech Red Raiders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're going to start this thing off right. Everything runs through Lubbock. Great to have you along for the ride once again on Locked On Texas Tech on the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. I'm Casey Cowan with the only Chris Level, and today's episode brought to you by Underdog. Sign up right now on underdogfantasy.com with our promo code LOCKED and get your first deposit doubled up to 100 bucks with underdogfantasy.com. Chris, it's time for a road trip once again. You are uh, coming off of your conversation last of the season with Tech Head Coach Joey McGuire on his uh, weekly coaches show. Want to get to thoughts there. Want to get to maybe transitioning from road warriors into road warriors. Did I enunciate that enough clearly? Because it's been a worrisome scenario uh, for Texas Tech when you're leaving the friendly confines of Lubbock. And uh, I know not only with you guys uh, on the radio here locally, but Coach McGuire throughout the week has just been talking about the fact that, yeah, we need to win a game away from our home stadium. And here's your final opportunity of the regular season. Yeah, you know, and the uh, the interesting thing or the ir- ironic thing there is that uh, Iowa State runs is really good on defense. They're they're top ten statistically in the country, number one in the Big Twelve total defense, all that stuff. They run the defensive the same defensive scheme as NC State, Kansas State, and TCU. Anything sound familiar to you about those three opponents this year for the Red Raiders? <laughs> yes, something standing out. Yeah, they they were those games were all on the road and you lost them all. Um, yeah, that's that's right, that's right. Um, but yeah, I, I think he he wants to look. If you don't get it done against Iowa State this weekend, that's going to be something that at it, some level hangs over your head for next season and trying to scratch that off of the the list, the things you didn't accomplish uh, as far as not winning a game on the road uh, because the next opportunity you'll have in a true road game would be uh, in Laramie, Wyoming. Uh, wow. Next, uh, what if that's next late August or early September? Yeah. Uh, and you hope that you get to go uh, beat somebody on a neutral uh, site too for, from sure. a bowl game standpoint. But yeah, I think you you would like to, to check that box and go win a game on the road. And you've been – it's not that you've played poorly. I mean, heck, you played your worst game at home uh, when the Baylor Bears were there. You've That's been true. in these games. You just haven't been able to, to outlast anybody. And I don't know exactly what the formula is because it's case by case, obviously. Uh, but it does take some things that I – to win on the road, that is – does take some things that I feel like, as you're alluding to there, we have seen from Texas Tech. I know there have been some slow starts, but I also feel like we've seen some responses in some ways as well. You've seen adversity kind of withstood um, responses in the second half. I think, was Tech up going into the fourth quarter in Fort Worth or at least late stages well, of the third? But uh, I think well, maybe a couple minutes left, 17 to 13, and then we get – we get the the, the, we the get face the, mask, yeah. And then <laughs> I the, just steer us always right into these pleasant yeah. memories, don't I? <laughs> that was unintentional, folks. Please yeah. forgive me. I know not 
what I do, clearly. Uh, but I'm thinking, you know, most teams that suck entirely to the like tune of no wins on the road, usually are just like not a team with guts or you don't you don't have that metal or that intestinal fortitude. I don't feel that way at all about Joey McGuire's team this year. And so I guess I have to come back to kind of crediting some of the opponents on the road. Uh, number one, I suppose. And and number two, just looking at some some breaks that haven't gone your way, whether it's, you know, some untimely uh, turnovers, yeah, phantom that's... calls, phantom whistles. I mean, think about what we've seen away from Lubbock. A muffed punt. I mean, you know, just rough sledding. But I feel like Texas Tech has got the makeup. You're not without these traits that do lead to some success for teams typically, you know, in another team's house, right? It's going to be amazing how good you feel if you figure out a way to win this game in, in Ames uh, because you will, you will have won a road game. You'll, you'll be bowl eligible. You'll have put two in a row together. And, and you've also kind of, you know, exercised maybe some Ames demons because it's just a place that you just typically haven't, haven't played well at all. Uh, but I think, I think you nailed it a while ago when you – uh, th- that's the one thing that I feel pretty good about it going into this one from a tech standpoint is that if, if, if you can avoid the turnover and that's what you haven't been able to avoid in these road games. And, and again, I thought Barron played a really clean game for the most part against Oklahoma state, except for the one mistake on his end of the field. And that hurts you. Uh, but the NC state game was largely, oh. you know, you know, I, I didn't even bring up the onside kick in Stillwater. How about <laughs> yeah. that? I mean, yeah. for just <laughs> one-off, yeah. unique bad luck scenario. And, and, that, and it's a great point. Um, and, 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 you know, look, because of the cold weather, the long grass, you know, you're going to get something kind of weird in this game. I'll, I'll be shocked if you don't. Some weird sure. <laughs> bounce of the ball or somebody's going to, you know, muff it or, or drop one that they, they thought that uh, uh, they were going to catch, whatever it may be. Uh, but yeah, if, if Tyler will play this game fairly clean, man, I, I, and I, and I'll tell you, uh, something that uh, coach McGuire talked about on his uh, coaches show last night was the fact that they're going to have, uh, chicken broth, uh, hot chocolate and coffee in the locker room for these guys and during the pregame and, um, and halftime. So th- was that kinda... the NFL team that trotted that out or was that? That was, was LSU. That? LSU. LSU did it, okay. yeah. uh, I believe, a week ago. And you know what the temperature at that game was? I think it was like 42 degrees. I was say 75. Yeah. The Cajuns it, are just weird, man. Yeah, not, <laughs> not even the same thing. Yeah. Right. But um, I didn't see that. I've never seen that before. I've actually heard of the broth. I, I've never seen coffee offered over there on the sideline before. Have you seen anything like that from a tech I've, standpoint? Or? I've never seen the broth. Now, I've, <laughs> I've been aware of coffee before and all that, but – uh, I, if I'm ranking those three, broth is clearly uh, dead last. I mean, I'm, I'm all no, about some hot Chris. chocolate. Uh, coffee is good, but I'm not doing chicken broth, man. Oh, no. It's going to be beef broth, number one. Come on, okay. Red Raiders. Let's support the beef industry. Okay, I agree. I see now why you did what you did. Chicken broth definitely is going to be last on any list. <laughs> yeah, Beef broth in the mix. How many times can I say that without spitting on the microphone? <laughs> Beef broth. Yeah, he, mix, did, he didn't mention that. He did not mention that, but maybe we need to, you know. Oh, maybe that would be just about right. What are we feeding our big uglies on game day? Chicken broth. Was there no soy broth available? <laughs> With all due respect to the poultry industry, shout out yeah. to the Heckville Egg Ranch and all my uh, close kith and kin. 
uh, out in that vicinity. I, I just I feel like Chris, we've seen teams before that you're like ah, and they may be a little soft. They're not that like hard nosed, and so you go on the road. You get down, you never respond, or you just never get off of the bus. And it's not that all that all that much of a surprise if you have just a really bad year on the road in those seasons with those kinds of teams. And I just I don't yet put Texas Tech in that category, man. I think we've seen far too much fight against some long odds in many situations uh, to put them there. Do you you get what I'm saying? I mean, you've watched obviously oh, yeah. all of yeah, what I've watched in red and because black. you haven't not shown up on the road. I mean, the, the worst, yeah. uh, the worst you were, I guess, in a bind was you you got down twenty to nothing versus NC State, and you know you you kind of start chipping away and you kind of you know really and and that one was that fourth and one pick six that Donovan should have just never thrown. Yeah. Uh, that that and that changed that game right there on on a dime, and then it was just uh, you know it wasn't going to go your way. But uh, but other than that, you you you've competed, and it, it hasn't been you haven't been bothered by some hot, and it's not going to be some hostile environment uh, or anything like that. It's just going to be the conditions are going to be weird. It is their senior night, um, you know, for Iowa State, and um, you know I, I don't, but there, there's nothing about the place other than the the temperature. That should scare you because it won't be, I don't think, loud. I don't think they're going to have a big, giant crowd there. I could be wrong. Maybe there's 60,000 there and it's really loud. Now, that would really surprise me uh, considering they're four and six on the season and they need to win out to get to a bowl game. Uh, but I, I'm just I, I'm not anticipating that. And really, I don't think the crowd has bothered you too much any place the turnovers have. That's yeah. the That's been the part. You mentioned like the muffed punt and then the – the onside kick that it's just, you know, where, where they, you know, stuff like that too, you know, the, the, those, those definitely helped, uh, helped you lose those games as well. So uh, hopefully avoid all that. Just wild. It's always a new experience. Every time they uh, kick her up in the air, no doubt about that. I don't, I think you might be, uh, and, and you would know better than I, but I, I'm surprised to hear you say that about the, the Iowa state crowd. I thought these people were nuts in four and six and Ames, Iowa is like nine and three anywhere else. So, well, Mo, uh, you know, now we'll see, uh, I'm, and maybe I'm underestimating them, but you're, you're right. I, I will say this. Typically this is one of the hardest places to play period. Uh, <laughs> they are into it uh, and, and basketball, football, they typically do show up. I'm just saying, I, I I don't. I'm going off of. I guess it was six years ago. It was Matt Campbell's first year. They were out of bowl eligibility at that point. It was not yeah, a full sure. crowd then. Now they beat you by like 50 points, so it didn't really matter that there weren't uh, there weren't a lot of people there. And that was with Pat Mahomes playing quarterback. Um, uh, yeah. So <laughs> yeah, I'm, this tiptoe through the the memory tulips is just always fun, man. It's always. I'm just thinking I, about. I, I told you that that's the game almost melted my hand. Have I told you this story? I haven't heard it. Would you like to lay it on us now? Okay, so it's so you know. Granted, it, the Midwest and Ames cold and Manhattan, Kansas cold. That's the coldest I have ever been. Okay, okay. I've been skiing before. I've been in a blizzard yeah. before. There's just something about that Midwest cold because there's so much moisture. <laughs> And all that, you know, well, they have these heaters on the sideline in Ames, and, and I believe it was 2016. And so I've got these gloves on. I'm like, man, my hands are really cold. These gloves aren't aren't helping. There's a big old, like, jet engine heater over there on the ground. So I'm like, you know what? I'll go warm these bad boys up. But I can't – keep in mind, I can't feel my, my fingers or whatever. Right. So I go stick my, 
my hands over there fairly close so I can get the heat. It starts melting these gloves off, and I, I and I'm not paying attention. I look up, and my gloves are like on fire and like melting because the heat is so hot, and yet I still can't feel that. So it scared me because I almost burned my hand off. What uh, was in your beef broth, man? You yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. I mean, I almost got frostbite or burned my hand off. One of the two, but. Um, but yeah, that's my story from 16. That was a miserable game. That was Matt Campbell's yeah. first year, and they just had their way with you. And, it, and there wasn't a ton of people there. So I'm kind of, I guess, going okay. off of, of that. Um, I could be wrong. There could be a full house. But night <laughs> kick, uh, you know, not very good. I, I don't know. But we'll, we'll, we'll see. Yeah, colder than a witch is in a brass bra face down in the snow. Everything that you just said, yes. That is the official... Locked on Texas Tech weather forecast for Saturday night <laughs> from Ames, Iowa. I thought you were going to go something like Fletch, like, come on, guys. Hey! But you were a little slower reaction, I suppose, there. And who among us, Chris, hasn't melted a pair of boots around a campfire after a six or a 12 or a 12 whatever or pack? A six you know or, yeah. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Or that a 20. really creeps up. You get so cozy and you're just, yeah. oh, all right, well, my boots are liquid. At this point in time, be careful out there. Watch your boots, watch your hands as you're heading to Ames, Iowa. I know there's some Red Raiders making the road trip. Uh, coming up dead ahead, we'll get back to the name that Chris mentioned a moment ago, Matt Campbell. We will hear from him as he reflects on what's been uh, obviously a trying season for his team. Still a chance to get to the postseason, but they need to get everything available to them remaining on the schedule to do so. We'll get to that. Coming up next on Locked on Texas Tech. But first, today's episode brought to you by Underdog Fantasy, the easiest place to kick up your college football weekend. Do it now because they put in the work to make sure that the process to get started is as easy as can be, focusing on making your game day experience top-notch, as in being easy to play along while watching the Red Raiders play on Saturday. All it takes is one single game to be in that cold, hard cash. Underdog Fantasy's number one focus is your user experience. So sign up with the promo code Locked On right now. That's promo code Locked On, And Underdog is going to double your first deposit up to 100 bucks. You deposit a hundo, you get a hundo back. Go to underdogfantasy.com or find the Underdog Fantasy app in the App Store or the Google Play Store. That's underdogfantasy.com with the promo code Locked On and SPICE up your football weekend with underdog fantasy thanks for joining us on locked on texas tech on the locked on podcast network where it's your team every day Anywhere in the world or throughout the galaxy on YouTube or anywhere you get podcasts. Thanks to those who are uh, joining us each weekday for a new episode. Subscribe if you haven't on YouTube just yet so you never miss an episode. Got to give a shout out, Chris. couple of them, I think, here, right? I agree. Uh, I, I'm at the uh, Joey McGuire show last night, man. And I've got... I've got somebody that comes up to me and tells us he listens to us all the time from Beaumont, Texas. Happened to be in the in in, in uh, the LBK. Beaumont uh, bad boys. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. 
And uh, so appreciate appreciate him coming up to me. And uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for passing along the word about uh, this podcast. Yep. And then uh, we let our man, uh, I believe Bob, down uh, earlier in the week because we didn't have our episode up in the morning. He said he had to ha- have his coffee by himself. He usually has coffee with us. Bob, we're not role models. Don't put <laughs> so, us on a pedestal. Yeah, so we... We apologize. We're both <laughs> been fighting the the crud and the junk, and then life gets in the way too. So anyway, but uh, appreciate those uh, folks for uh, listening to us every day. Have you been sick? I thought you were just switching from uh, filtered to unfiltered, or vice versa. I couldn't. You're actually been on the weather too. Yeah. I uh, I took uh, I think like six pills a while ago: an antibiotic, uh, some <laughs> some Mucinex, some Aleve. Take it easy, Waylon. Uh, yeah, Jennings. I know, I know. And uh, there's going to be some hot tea in my future as well. Here as we you go. Can hear my voice is like uh, just about to go. You're just battling for Locked On Texas Tech right. and our uh, Kith and Ken worldwide. I got to give a shout out, special shout out. I'm a little late on this. My bad. You grabbed me at Velvet Taco like two in the morning, you know, so it took me two weeks to remember <laughs> to get back around to this. Not the one in Clovis, by the way, because he was with his kid. Great place over uh, near campus. Um, anyway, Chandler and Jackson, York, Young County bad boys, the land of my grandfather. I think there's about 15 people that live in that county. And once upon a time, my grandfather was one of them. Shout out to Hawkins Chapel, Red Top homies. What it do? Uh, Graham, Texas is where they hail from, Chris. And he told me he's counting it down with us every morning at 7 a.m. He's hitting that five, that four, that three. He's there for the premiere. And uh, it doesn't get any more dyed in the wool than that. So uh, thanks to uh, Chandler and Jackson for being out there as well in Young County. Respect. <laughs> respect. That's what we call that. We call That's that right. respect. Yeah. We see absolutely. you out there. Yeah. We, we see do. you out there. As I'm trying yeah. to inflate the initial views at seven, I see you guys out there as well. I'm just clicking mad, clicking mad, clicking <laughs> mad. <laughs> We're with you. We're with you. Premiering each weekday morning, new episode on YouTube at 7 a.m. All right. Thanks to those joining us all around the globe and always a special shout out to the uh, humanoids at the bottom of the ocean off the coast of San Diego. Uh, Matt Campbell could be one, not sure. It looks like he might have a little reptilian tilt to him. Chris, this is a guy who obviously has had quite the ride here in Ames, Iowa. It does not take a whole lot as far as the bar to thrill Cyclones fans. This is a really bad football program historically. He took them to, to a higher bar than they were accustomed to more consistently. Peaked over that bar a few times. Always bandied about whenever it comes to jobs here or there. But some of that steam, I kind of feel like, is is dying down a bit. And I think you said earlier this year, possibly on this show, you should have taken one already. How do you kind of gauge, I guess, the stock of Matt Campbell in 2022? Yeah, you know, you know what's what's interesting is it's going to be. Do, do we we haven't heard his name at all this cycle? No. There's a lot of jobs open, no. and that's what I think is interesting because either he's out on on, on any movement, or it's gonna get it's gonna be a name that just drops in your lap one day, and you're like, oh my gosh, holy cow, he finally True. he finally left. But the the thing about I was yeah that yeah hey. I, I mean you just. I mean, in this profession, man, because he, he may just get to the point where you go, okay, look, I've taken this thing as far as I could. We had it. It's hard to win there, okay, um, at, at least consistently. You can be relevant and all that, but to win and win big, like, because if you if you remember, they played the Big 12 championship game two years ago, 
Mm-hmm. They played – they were one game away from making the Big 12 championship game, I believe, in 2018 – or not, I, you know, I, I think there, there was there was a, like a two or three year window there where they were very relevant and and nationally and and in the league, um, but it, traditionally Iowa State you just you have a hard time keeping it going because you're you're not fast you you have a hard time finding the right quarterback. Uh, I, I think this year, you know, because they David Montgomery and Brees Hall are two of the better backs in the NFL as far as the, the younger. Uh, one place for the Bears, one place for the Jets, and and you know Brees Hall I think hurt his knee, so he's out for the year. But they have typically for this this stretch they've had an NFL back, okay, that is going to be a thirteen hundred yep. rusher that just grinds away at it, and they can play that smash mouth. They don't have that this year. They've also had in recent years a, a tight end, uh, Charlie Kolar comes to mind. Oh yeah, and Brock Purdy was just a nice. You know, quarterback for them during that stretch, Mister Irrelevant picked the last guy in the <laughs> draft this last year. My point is, they're going to have a hard time getting those kinds of guys consistently. Uh, they can run that defensive scheme consistently. I so to answer your question, Casey, I my point is, I don't know what the big picture is. He may be dead set. I'm. Mean, we can get this thing turned. We, we just need a few things, and we can turn this thing around. We're going to be here, or. Maybe he gets out, but I just wonder if if there's ever going to be any regret there because he had some opportunities there. He turned those down, and it's just he's in a place that's really difficult to win. He's from Ohio, I think, and from nearby, and so I don't think he goes for just any job. But anyway, it's been an interesting situation to follow. Yeah, I think he was eight win, eight win, seven, nine, and then has not quite maintained. What Again, nine in Ames, Iowa. Big, big time number, yep. big time I number. I mean, until Matt Campbell really started having this success, I'd never looked into all that much or paid any attention to the history of Cyclone football. And I'm kind of sitting there looking through the the archives, like, oh, whoa. yeah, Dan McCarney, uh, Paul Rhodes. They've had they've had a few guys before that they get to bowl games or they'll kind of make an, uh, some noise a little bit, but then neither one of those guys could sustain it. You wonder if Matt Campbell is different. Now, I don't think either one of those two guys had the same success that Campbell has had, but he's also kind of raised the bar, and he's getting paid a lot more uh, too. So not that they would be looking for any reason to you know, be unhappy with him. I mean, he's proven that he deserves as long as it would take, but it's just going to be an interesting situation to follow there at Iowa State. Iowa State fans should be in no hurry with this guy whatsoever. They've lost 130 more games than they've won all time as a program. <laughs> I mean, seriously, you may think your program's kind of meddling. Iowa State historically is would improve, uh, would have to improve to be meddling. So Matt Campbell should not be <laughs> rushed by anyone yeah. in Ames, but I'm not really kidding about that Nebraska mention. I kind of wonder about that sneaky little phone call from a, a program that may have a hard time attracting the caliber that some think they should or that Nebraska thinks they should. But Matt Campbell there, hey, fire sale, maybe a little discount tag on his shoulder right now. I don't know. Give him a call. Get him out of the Big 12. Get him out of the Big 12, please. Here's Matt Campbell on what sounds like his team through a four and six year wins early on. But man, dry run through the Big 12 for the most part. Here's what sounds like a team that has hung with their head coach. I know I say this, it's cliche all the time, but man, it is a little bit like life. It throws you adversity, it throws you a lot of crap, it throws you really tough times, and you are defined 
by how you grow through that. And man, this senior class, what they've done to our locker room, I mean, and you guys know, our fans would know, man, it's been tough, man, tough, close losses, you're right there. And this group's never flinched. I mean, how they've played through 10 football games, that what they've done, the ability to play the way they played, how they've rallied our locker room, it, it's, I've never seen it. I've never seen it because I think sometimes you get to your senior year and you want, you want the result rather than, man, I'm sick of hearing about the process and the purpose. I want the result because I want to end on top. Not one of these guys have acted that way. It's been character. It's been how do I leave this better than I found it? How do I make sure no matter when I step out those doors, man, this program and, and, and the future of this program is going to be aligned in a really special way. And literally it's been on since January, and it's been as great of a selfless act as I've ever seen. Yeah, you know, and he, he's got some seniors, and I, I don't exactly know, like, on COVID years or if some of these guys have an extra year if they can elect to come back or not. But, I mean, there's a couple of guys that have been around this league for a long time that are that are really, really freaking good. Uh, you know, and, and they've got a – I think Will McDonald is a defensive lineman that's got 33 career sacks. I feel like he's been there for a long time. He's going to be a draft pick. Uh, he elected to come back. Um, and then, and then their wideout is Xavier Hutchinson. I mean, this is a guy who's over a thousand yards uh, this season. He averages nine point seven yards. I mean, or excuse me, nine point seven catches per game. And everybody in the stadium knows when they drop back to throw it, they're targeting Xavier Hutchinson, and he still figures out ways to uh, to catch about ten passes a game on average. Um, so th- those two guys are seniors, and so it, it uh, you know. They just haven't had the – and I think, you know, because they've got a sophomore quarterback that has just been up and down, and he's thrown a lot of interceptions, and they just haven't they, – they had a running back a couple of weeks ago break his foot, and, and he's been out for the year, so they're kind of having to go down the depth chart there to, to replace that. So they just don't have a lot of juice uh, on offense, uh, or they haven't had. Uh, but their defense is, is salty. But they've got some guys, man, that they'll say goodbye to – uh, Saturday night, man. They, they played a lot of good football around there, and that. Uh, and I don't, even though that they they're at best they are six and six if they beat the Red Raiders, and I think they play. Uh, I think they are in Fort Worth uh, to finish up the season. So that, you know, odds are they're not going to be bowl eligible unless they pull off uh, at least one upset. And I think they're favored to beat the Red Raiders, but uh, I don't know if they'll necessarily leave it better than they found it because whenever. They got this group got there. They started to kind of turn it, and I don't think we'll have as good a year this year. However, their era, you know, their 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 tenure there uh, certainly is going to be looked at upon very very favorably. Yeah, no doubt about that. No doubt, and you know it's going to be tough. Special teams probably going to have an impact. Turnover is going to be a part of it. Weird stuff. The grass height, whatever. You know, things going to be a part of this that may not be indicative necessarily of what you would think the matchup would be um, or may not be indicated by what you think the matchup would be on paper going into uh, the game on Saturday night. Got to be ready for anything, and hopefully Joey McGuire has got his guys geared up like Matt Campbell might have his guys geared up there on the home field. At Jack Trice, we'll hear from Joey McGuire before we get out of here. Coming up next, it's what you want to hear about. It's what you want to talk about. Will Texas Tech run the damn ball in Ames, Iowa on Saturday night. We'll get the coach McGuire on what's been working for his ball carriers last couple of weeks and how they're looking to gear things toward 
what an offensive line can really do well uh, as you hit the home stretch here in the regular season. We'll get to Coach McGuire coming up dead head on Locked On Texas Tech. But first, remember when winning felt easy? You know, like when Texas was in town earlier in the season? That's when we were high on the man hormone, right? Winner's yes. hormone. I don't know if the testophen levels are running low or what's been happening during the middle stretch here, but maybe getting the groove back uh, after a big win over Kansas. If you're not relying on a big win over Kansas to get yours back, maybe just check in with our friends at Nugenics. Today's episode also brought to you by Nugenics Total Tea. It contains man-boosting key ingredients like delicious testophen. Validated in five clinical studies shown to boost free testosterone levels in men. And you now have the opportunity right now to get a complimentary bottle of Nugenics Total Tea when you text college to 231-231. Text now and get a bottle of Nugenics Thermo as well, their most powerful fat incinerator ever. Light it up, light it up. Girl, make it hot like your fat is on fire. With key ingredients to help you get back into shape fast. So smooth. So smooth. Text college to 231-231. I swear I told my wife I was working. If she's hearing this, I don't think she's believing it. (laughs) Text college to 231-231. And also, Flatlands Grain. Ready to make your life easier this harvest season. Those big wheels keep on turning. Flatlands Grain keeps on working, 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 working to make life easier for farming and ranching families all across the high plains of Texas. Visit them online right now at flatlandsgrain.com or give them a call to see what they can do for you at 806-839-2522. Market experience, crop analysis, just keeping animals fed. There's no job too big, too small for Flatlands Grain whenever it comes to having your back. Go see them in Health Center, Texas, America, just 30 quick and convenient minutes north of the LBK. Or again, visit them online at flatlandsgrain.com. Locked on Texas Tech, a part of your day, whenever, wherever, however you choose to do so. We appreciate that. Subscribe on YouTube or anywhere you get podcasts if you haven't so far. So you never miss an episode and you want to hang with us into Thanksgiving week because we're going to be talking Red Raider hoops from Hawaii. Don't forget, top 10 Creighton coming up on Monday. So we'll be back with you on Monday morning to get you set for that one. We'll be recapping the action as we roll through the Maui schedule before we hit Thanksgiving Day. So subscribe on YouTube so you don't miss any of that, as it is certainly go time if it wasn't already. Now for Mark Adams and the Red Raiders. But Red Raiders and Cyclones on our mind right now. We're talking tech football. Joey McGuire talking about his ground game, which has made more of an impact here recently, Chris. What have they been doing uh, to aid in finding more success? And what are they doing up front offensive line-wise to maybe gear those five guys toward where they can be successful? Here is Red Raider head coach Joey McGuire. 
We've uh, run a lot more gap scheme, counter and power the last couple weeks. It's really helped. Our, we, our running backs have got a good feel for those plays. You know, and then um, those three guys that played uh, the other night, I mean, um, they're, they're really good football players. Uh, I thought they ran physical. I think they play off of each other. They're kind of all three different type backs. And um, so I think they're feeling really good. They're healthy. Uh, and, you know, when you've got a healthy backfield, that's always good this time of year. And, um, you know, I just think really the biggest thing for us is really identifying what our offensive line can do well and play off of it. Yeah, you know, and I, I think uh, there, there's several different uh, names that I think have have a, a hand in, in you being able to run the ball better lately. Uh, I mean, because I, I think that Monroe Mills may be the biggest, uh, you know, help to that equation because I think it settles down your offensive line. They clearly view him as one of their better offensive linemen, even talking like, okay, maybe left tackle next year, but clearly a starter, clearly missed him whenever he was he was out for those uh, two and a half games or whatever it was. Yeah. Um, I think Cameron Valdez has certainly added a different uh, dynamic. Uh, I talked to Kenny Perry uh, last night, and he's the running backs coach, and he just was like, this is what we were waiting on. We knew he was capable of this. We just couldn't get him healthy. But And he goes, he's just still figuring it out, you know, and how – how how to how to run at this level and and all the things that come with it, but he's got so much natural talent. And there's just a different gear uh, there with Cameron. But but I'll tell you, last week, Casey, it, it's Tyler Shuck and his decision making and and his willingness to run and and grind it a bit that I think opens it up really for everybody. Because Are you talking line of scrimmage pre snap or literally as a ball carrier? Or all the above. All the above. Gotcha. Because I th- I think that. Tyler's not running away from anybody. His 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 decision making in that do I do I keep it? Do I give it? Do I do I sit here and wait and wait and wait and then at the last minute try to bail out? No, he. I mean, there's a couple times when he sees the blitz coming, and then when when the blitz over pursues, he go he runs right where the blitz was, and there's nobody there. I mean, that's the kind of next level stuff that I think he sees. Uh, and, and, and it's getting you these seven or eight yards or whatever it was. But, I mean, 81 rushing yards for a quarterback, not not something we've seen around here a whole lot. And I think of all the guys that you would have guessed would have done that, Tyler Shuck was maybe lower on the, on the you know, guesses list as far as guys he would have thought would have, would have done that. But I think it's his, it's his brain and his ability to process really quickly that, that allowed some of that. So the combination of, all, of Monroe – Cameron and, and and Shuck, I think, is going to equal maybe some better run game for everybody down the stretch here. You'll certainly need it Saturday night. You absolutely will. I will say this, though, too. You're going to have to – that's what Iowa State wants. You're going to have to, at some level, establish the run and get them on some of the play-action things, but you also got to just kind of manufacture a few yards mm-hmm. uh, throwing it, too. And what's funny is – we're so used to seeing Iowa State hammer the ball and play that Big Ten style. Their quarterback has thrown it for at least 31 times in every game this year. Okay, He's had 31 pass attempts or more in every game this year. So th- th- they're going to throw it too, you know, talking yeah. about Iowa. And I think that probably benefits you uh, quite a bit 
in some ways, just because uh, with with the the weather being what it is and all those things, especially with your longer corners. Now, I do hate it that you don't have your best pass rusher uh, if they're going to drop back and throw it. But I, I like Rashad uh, Williams and Malik Dunlap trying to figure out how to way to stop Xavier Hutchinson. But anyway, there there's uh, kind of the run game and some of the the dynamics for Saturday night in a nutshell. Going to have to get creative, I'm sure, for Coach yes. DeRuiter. And I know he was already that way when trying to apply pressure on an opposing quarterback. So I've got some high hopes for maybe what they can come up with. And I'll tell you who I'm thinking is going to be key. And I love that you said this earlier. You would go field position. So here's one leg of the special teams aspect. That's McNamara. Trey Wolf, because there are going to be times where you've got to be okay with three instead of six or zero turnover, miss field goal, whatever. I mean, Chris, I, Iowa State's going to get stops. You're probably going to be able to move the ball to some degree here or there, and, and maybe you get into plus territory or field goal range. I think it's going to be a huge night uh, or needs to be a huge night uh, for Trey Wolf. He could be the crux of the way that this game goes, 13-10, uh, to 10, <laughs> 20 to 17. I don't know, but I, I've got that feel like, man, even if you're not lighting it up up and down the field, your kicker's probably going to have a couple opportunities, and man, you you really have to maximize those if that's the case. Spent some time with him uh, last night as well. Uh, the Big Twelve Co. Special Teams Player of the Week, three for three yeah. last week. He is the only Big Twelve kicker that has uh, made fifty-one plus yard field goals, multiple of them. Okay, so he's done this uh, multiple times uh, from distance. Uh, asked him about kicking in the cold weather, and he's like, "Well, if anything, uh, it deflates the ball a little bit, makes it a bit softer." Uh, I'm like, well, uh, you know, there's your, there's your Tom Brady reference there with the cold weather and and, and the deflating. Uh, He's just low on testifying. He's 72 <laughs> yeah, years old, Chris. That's, that's right. That's right. That's right. Um, but but you but you're right. Um, you know, and and the thing with cold weather and kicking, you, you in natural grass, you start to wor worry about like, okay, plant leg and like, is the mm. surface. You know, there, there's just some dynamics there. I don't know if I would trust him from distance in this setting compared to, you know, at home off of turf and right. normal weather. But but I, I agree with you. Uh, he's 15 of 18 on the year. He's been uh, every – you know, the, the only kick I think that uh, that you would love to have had back really – well, there, there was one, I guess, in Stillwater too, but the one in, uh, in Manhattan, Kansas, that you would like to get back that had a chance to put you up uh, and and you you don't get it, and then that game gets away from you. But for the most part, he's been really consistent, really good. He's such a great story, man. I mean, whenever you're facing a great defense, you cannot leave points on the field if they're there to yeah. be taken within reason. And reason may not be 51, but it's 35, it's 40 or so possibly. So I I just can envision some of these scenarios where how many how many points if I say to you right now, like how many points do you say? I would take that and be very confident that's enough to win the game. Is it 17? Is it 21? Is 21 it 20? was the first one that came to mind. Okay, so if you score 21 points, you think you win. Yeah, boy, I'd, I'd sure. I like Tim DeRuiter's defense. I yeah. expect some limited things points-wise for the Cyclones. Yeah, I, I mean, because I'm expecting 17-13, 13-10, 21-17. I'm expecting like a lower – yeah. scoring game um you know i i because that's what iowa state is in okay they're not gonna typically just gonna run away from anybody they haven't been able to do that all year 
and they're going to be in the game for the most part. They figure out ways to stay in the game yep. and give themselves a chance. So you're going to need Tim's uh, defense to, to really come up big. But I think, yeah, you're probably – I mean, 21 may be enough to do it. All right. Well, don't call me Saturday night if we uh, <laughs> lose the game 22 to 21. <laughs> but, no, I, I mean, you're going to be in a dogfight. I said earlier this week or yesterday, I think, um, it's going to be ugly more than likely. I feel yeah. like te- this Texas Tech team is built for ugly. I don't know if it's built intentionally to be ugly, but you've been ugly offensively. You slug it out when you do when you're at your best. I think you're really physical with your ball carriers, whether that includes a quarterback or not. That quote unquote can be kind of ugly or for a situation like you got Saturday night in Ames. And obviously, when you're playing defense the way that they have, that that travels. That should be there for you in any situation. So this isn't. Exactly. I know you've had some finesse moments, unfortunately, chucking it 58 times or whatever, but this isn't like some Mike Leach dead last in defense, you know, number one in offense, no, not, whatever not, team. Not at all. Where yeah, you're thinking, wow, the climate is really going to hamper us. I don't feel that way. And I got to tell you what, how much tape is out there on Tyler Shuck for anybody to be looking at? Not a whole hell of a lot. And I'm kind of curious to see maybe – if Shuck just says, wait, you guys thought that I was just going to drive this bus because it's six degrees? I'm here to shuck it, my man. And yeah. I've got, I don't know, but uh, I'm well, excited he's got to the, have He's got the 300-yard passing game in below freezing temperatures and snow That's up right. in Pullman, Washington uh, back in 20. And seeing the way Tyler's thinking about it, he's got his eye on the next level. So what, he, what he's thinking of, okay, hey, teams like Buffalo, like Green Bay – like Cleveland, like you know, all all the cold weather cities. Let me go. Let me go show you what I what I'm capable of because that's yeah. what he's trying to put himself on the radar and get his name in the hat uh, for the next level. And I don't know if that's immediately or if we're still, you know, if there's a next year involved with him. I don't know if there's enough out there yet for him to be drafted or anything like that. I'm just telling you. Ultimately, that's how he's viewing this and. That's that's exactly like what Rashad Williams and Malik Dunlap are viewing it too when they go up against guys like Xavier Hutchinson. Like this is a this is a Sunday guy. Yep. I'm they're going to put the tape on and watch how I cover this guy. You know, not not the dude from Kansas, not the dude from West Virginia. No, this guy on how you cover the TCU guy who didn't end up playing. But yeah, to your point. Yeah, build your resume. Build. <laughs> this is what it's about. Let's go. <laughs> Build your resume. This is the opportunity you want. This is the opportunity you're going to get. And for Tyler Shuck, I think specifically, go have an impact, have a positive impact for your team in a win in a situation like that, following your timeline. uh, There'll be a few that are going to notice that bullet point on on your resume whenever you choose to put that in front of somebody, I guess, uh, to review. I can't wait to have this guy behind center again. I mean, it's weird to be excited about a quarterback in this way this late in the season, you know, but I'm like, hey, I don't know. I think this guy could be pretty good. <laughs> and it's we're November 18th. <laughs> but I'm just excited to see him healthy, hopefully, again, and kept that way. Yeah, that and, way. and I think, yeah, that's that's the the last thing you said. Yeah, kept that way is certainly uh, crucial because but – but I get the sense his teammates are excited about it too, and they can see – Tyler's confidence, you know, each day, each week, and and you know, and then after the performance of last week, I mean, he's certainly uh, feeling much better about just the situation. But I just trust in between the ears, uh, Tyler, uh, in a game like this because 
if if he's smart and avoids the mistakes, and there could be something that's crazy that happens, boy, I I, sure. I feel like you're gonna have a good shot at this thing. Yeah, and you, I mean, you need it more than ever. You need it every week, but you need yeah. it more than ever when facing a defense like what the Cyclones are gonna throw out there. All right, you've you've heard it here, folks. Throughout the week, Chris Level is not holding anything back. Oh, he's got a he got a football game Saturday night. Oh, you got basketball to call in the future. He's laying it all on the line for Locked On Texas Tech, Chris. Thanks for giving us your voice throughout the week. Some beef broth, I hope, is in store for you as you prepare yeah. for Ames, Iowa, my man. Thanks for the time, as always, and uh, safe travels. We'll visit on the other side. My man, Callan, appreciate it. Keep hope alive, everybody. We'll talk to you on the other side. Hopefully, I'm still not a popsicle. <laughs> Subscribe on YouTube to find out. Either way, the mystery is part of the fun. We'll reveal and get set for Texas Tech basketball to kick off next week from Maui. So subscribe on YouTube so you make sure you don't miss an episode. And for your next listen, check out Locked on Sports Today, the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day from Locked on Sports Today, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get podcasts. For the only Chris Level, I'm Casey Cowan. We'll see you on the other side on Locked on Texas Tech.